This is Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio, a show that spotlights promising health and wellness innovations, enabling sustainability and equity for all stakeholders in the healthcare delivery and financing ecosystem. Hosted by digital health advocate, author, and global thought leader, Gil Bash, the show features the thought-provoking ideas, people, and companies that are making a difference. I'm Greg Masters, producer and co-host of the show, and join Gil as we engage industry talent who share their insights and best practices to drive the transformational imperative. On today's show, our guest is Dr. Kate Merton, Executive Director of Chicago ARC, a health innovation venture collaborative focused on accelerating health equity through a unique market-based approach that marries collaboration and innovation. Prior to her appointment at Chicago ARC, Kate served as head of Johnson & Johnson Innovation, J-Labs, Boston, and New York City. She has over 15 years of experience working across the healthcare industry, starting in R&D before moving into roles in marketing, business development, external alliances, medical affairs, health outcomes, and most recently, disruptive innovation. And with that introduction, Gil, over to you. Greg, my friend, thank you for that gracious introduction. I just want to remind our listeners today that Greg Masters has a wonderful program with Fred Goldstein. These are two pioneers in the area of population health. And population health really underscores the science, the the diligence to understand Uh, What are the underlying challenges we face to create a healthier system? If that's of interest to you, and it should be of interest to all of Health Unabashed listeners, tune in also to Greg Masters' program, Pop Health Week. It is exceptional. And we're welcoming, Greg and I are welcoming another exceptional voice, change agent for better health in the world. And it's a pleasure to have with us Dr. Kate Merton. And uh, Dr. Merton has an exceptional background, an unusual background, a global background. I just want to share it with all our listeners today because I I think you'll be as impressed as I am to hear a little bit about uh, Dr. Merton Kate's journey, uh, journey to Chicago. And we're talking about her work, her leadership today with Chicago ARC, but Kate has her fingerprints on many different important um, uh, groups that have dealt with incubation, acceleration, and investment in some of the most important health innovation ideas that are going through the pipeline today. Uh, Kate and her team have really been instrumental in being the stage of which great ideas and innovators stand upon. Now, Kate has studied pharmacology and toxicology from King's College in London. You'll hear, you'll hear that British accent quite clearly during our conversation. I just want to remind all of our listeners that everything sounds better with a British accent. And, uh, and um, it's also because of Kate's experience, it's not only sounds better, it's far more informative. She uh, has her PhD in pharmacology and toxicology from the University of California. So from one place in the world to another, that's not enough. Of course, Kate also did an MBA at one of the great, great schools, Duke University, the Fuqua School um, of Business Studies. So we have a person who really covers the full gamut of science and economics, who is well-suited for the position she holds today as head of Chicago ARC, which is a, a very key and different model of incubation and investment in the future of a healthier planet. Now, she also has great, great credentials, 
beyond the academic credentials in the field that she is in today. First of all, she joined Chicago ARC having been head of really Anthem's digital incubator. Great experience, obviously Anthem being one of the, the great institutions in health. And then of course, another great institution, Johnson & Johnson's innovation, J-Labs, and everybody knows about J-Labs, of course. Um, she had a major role there. And of course, you know, she's had roles as a, as a PharmD and other roles in business development and marketing, external lines and medical affairs in, um, in Johnson & Johnson and others. So um, Kate, you come to this role you have today with an encyclopedic knowledge of science, of business, of big business, of economics, and of course, digital health innovation. Um, tell us a little bit, you made a jump from one of the large enterprises, Anthem, to Chicago Arc. And Chicago Arc's a totally new idea and entity. It combines both health investment and I'll, I'll say a little bit of purpose-based thinking. Why Chicago Arc? That is a, an excellent question. And, and thank you for running through the preamble of who I am. I'm not sure whether that's okay. Being flattered or embarrassed, but um, I, uh, the why Chicago Arc, actually the story started before Anthem. It was when I had the pleasure of working at J-Labs. I was leading the team on the East Coast and I was in New York one day and a, an individual from Chicago who'd recently paid a visit to, to Israel and was looking into new innovation mechanisms came to see me and they wanted to see J-Labs and, and the great model that had been set up there. And they asked me, hey, what do you think of, what do you think of Chicago? Are you interested in health equity? And if we could give you, if we could make you queen for a day, um, how might you do it different in the great city of Chicago, understanding that the health equity needs that, that there at the moment? And and you know, four years ago, I was like, well, that's a nice question. And I gave my my grand idea of, well, if you're in Chicago and you're you're in the Midwest and you've got access to all these other things that play into healthcare, I do this, this, and this. And I worked in Boston and the Bay, so it was almost like giving me my my, my blank slate that I could recreate. And so the person that is now my business partner like nodded at me and listened and said, that was great. And we kept talking and, and four years later, they actually invited me to, to join Chicago Arc and lead it as the executive director because that opportunity truly is there. There's health equity needs and they are very open to a new and novel model that means that we can sustainably help people with their healthcare and not just sort of the, the healthcare right this second when you go see to a doctor, but our model is actually giving money back to the community so that you can take care of the food, where you're educated, where you live and, and various other things. So why Chicago is because four years ago, someone gave me the opportunity and I was very, very grateful to, to grasp that and move my work life here. You know, I'm, I'm sort of thrilled to hear all this because we often think of of uh, the health industry as being you know, solely focused on the economics. And in the, the words you just shared with us, you talked about how economics really are there for the people. And I remember not a company you were part of, but the famed George Merck once said that medicine is for the people. Focus on the people and the profits will follow. It sounds a little bit that you and Chicago Arc are embracing that thinking process. What, I'm just curious, you, you, you talked about health equity and you, you obviously infer, um, imply that you're, you're seeking to tackle social determinants of health. What was the big problem that you and Chicago Arc wanted to resolve or at least begin to tackle? Yeah, it's actually um, a world 
documented problem. So you can delve into the data and you can look at the zip, different zip codes in Chicago and in some areas of the Midwest, and you can see that there is a life discrepancy of up to 30 years, depending on which zip code you live in, in the same city, 30 years. That 30 years doesn't happen overnight. That 30 years is a product of the experiences that people literally have from birth forward that mean that some could have an expectation just to live into their 60s and some into the 90s. So when you say, what is the problem? There's, there's, there's many problems or opportunities depending on the attitude that you want to take towards it. But if I had to hang my hat on one thing, it's when I look at that map of Chicago and I see that the things that build into those differences and like the heat map of like the difference in life expectancy, that's the thing that we're working on. That is the thing that when I get up every morning, I'm just like, that's what I want to work on. And I want to see differences in that in the next 10 years. That's fantastic. You know, um, it clearly, I, I did a stint in private equity, large private equity. Uh, I won't mention the firm, but it is Chicago based. It's well known. And uh, at that time, the, the, the total fund had about 4.5 billion in active management today. It's a little more than 10 billion. So it wasn't a small fund. Um, and I learned a tremendous amount during my time with this group. And it has helped me certainly as, as a business leader to focus on um, what we termed the, the relentless focus on return on investment. You, you just said something very different as a fund. You're obviously there you know, working with companies. You're bringing the totality of your experience to bear as an advisor. You're raising the fund also to support the entity. Um, the model strikes me as very different. The Chicago art market model itself does not strike me as the model that I was you know, sort of honed on, the private equity model, which is you've got limited partners, they put in money, they expect a ample return on investment. It, it sounds like your vision of return on investment is a blended model, it's certainly economic return on investment. But if I understood you correctly, you're also talking about societal return on investment as a, as a measure of success of Chicago Arc. Am, am, am I on track here? You, you're absolutely tracking. I would say that the, this needs to be a sustainable business because we need it to work for people long term. So the financial returns on this, that is like fine to the Buying, buying states to the poker game, we have to deliver on that. So from a, if you look at standard VC models, yeah, we're, we're poised to return the same returns, but the way we go about it is such that there has to be societal returns in the near term, even before you see that financial return. And I can explain how we do that. And then in the long term, in the long term, 5% of the profits from this fund are going to go directly back to the community in a not-for-profit. We truly believe, and this isn't just sort of a fuzzy warm thing, we truly believe that you can do well, right, financially, but by doing good at the same time. It just takes a new way of doing it and a little bit more thinking. But yeah, happy to go in actually the mechanism of how we do it and how we like to deliver society. I'd love to. I'd love, okay. I, I, think that, I think that right now I was just, um, I was just interviewed by a, a digital magazine called ESG Clarity. Uh, ESG standing for environment, social governance. And there's a whole debate right now. I don't want to go into the debate. This is our time to talk about you and Chicago Arc, but there's a debate on the value of ESG. And, and I've just heard you say, hey, we're, we're a fund. We raise money. We deploy money. We expect a return on investment for the people who invested in the fund. And also it, there's a 
a profit-sharing metric for the communities which we serve of 5%. So there's, there's a sense of return on investment as a business model, but we're also going to tackle some social problems uh, immediately. You mentioned immediately, like no short-term, long-term. Long-term return on investment, short-term return on investment for society. I would love to hear about the S part of the ESG right now. Super happy to do it. So in a standard VC fund, investments are made by very well-informed individuals. Uh, and then those companies go on, they look to sort of prosper and then return returns. How we are doing it is instead of looking at the tech first and then hoping that they find a place to get returns, we're actually spending a significant amount of time, nearly all my time at the moment, talking to health systems, communities, and other corporates that work in healthcare. And we say, specifically from a health equity perspective. So specifically from a health inequality perspective, and we're largely looking at the Medicaid market, what are the things that are keeping you awake at night? What are the cases that you're seeing walking into the ED and then the subsequent knock-on things that those patients need that you can't manage or serve to them? Those are the problems that we want to hear about. And those are the areas in which we want to invest for technology and solutions. I want to make it like super clear that Yes, we are raising the money, but we would not dream of investing in any technology until we have been told by the health system and most importantly by the communities that they serve, that will work for me, or I would really like to see if that will work for me. The idea being is that we're lucky enough to work with those groups that give us the shopping list of where the fund should be spent. So we have got a prioritized list of areas in maternal and child health, chronic disease management, cancer diagnosis, all of the areas where we know when it comes to that heat map of the difference in life expectancy, these are the things that you need to be tackling right now to make a difference. And so we're talking to the community, asking the health systems and other corporates to get their ideas. We're then going and looking for companies to invest in, but we go one step further. We take those companies back to the health systems that we've already spoken to and say, you told us you needed this. They're ready to work with you. We're ready to invest in them and the community are ready to experience them. And we are looking to plug them in and let them get going. So it's not just that long-term waiting for that 5% to come back because maybe our investments did well. The actual investments themselves are gonna start working on day one with the health systems in the communities. And then one step further than that, we're taking sort of mine and other individuals within our organization, their experience to work hand in hand with the startups. I've seen countless times that it's not just about investing in a startup and sending it on its way. It's about giving that startup who might be coming from outside of the US and culturally needs to adapt slightly. It's about giving them daily support to make sure that they can get through the hospital infrastructure, they can work through that. We're truly trying to set it up as a model where everybody's interconnected. We make sure we listen intently at the beginning and we support all the way through because we want to get that 5% back into the community and enable them to continue to work with themselves. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio. Our guest is Dr. Kate Merton, Executive Director of Chicago ARC, a health innovation venture collaborative focused on accelerating health equity through a unique market-based approach that marries collaboration and innovation. You know, I love what you're saying because I don't think we lack um, in our sector or in the world innovation, invention, innovation. I think we lack imagination of how it's going to play out or work culturally within an environment, within a system. And, you know, I think um, I've met all around the world, amazing people with fantastic ideas 
and innovations or inventions. They become innovations if we if you know you can invent something that nobody wants. It's just an invention. Innovation is when society says, "Eureka! We want this. We need this." Um, you know, I, I think you're doing something very very important uh, for the investor and something I've I really have I believe in deeply, which is. The money alone is is not going to ensure success. It's it's actually you know the the road test inside the system that's so essential. And what I notice in this country is that there are many great inventions that should be innovations embedded in the system, but nobody in the system wants to own the idea. It has no champion in the system. It sounds like you're not just investing or incubating. You're you and uh, Chicago Arc are serving as ambassadors between ambassadors negotiating sort of that operational opportunity between the idea generator and the system that needs some fix to solve a societal problem. You're there at the table as this you know, negotiator, as it were, of folks, you said you, you needed to fix this problem in the community. These folks have a pathway to help do that, how do we how do we embed the idea in the system and begin to road test this to solve your problems today? Is that far off from what you're doing? No, that is that is exactly what we're doing, and what we're lucky enough to do in addition to that is because we are looking to partner with every health system in Chicago and then across Illinois and spreading out from there. We've already have signed partners who've kind of let us let us in their front door, and we get to meet with their heads of department. We get to sit down with them and listen to what is going on. And these are truly dedicated people working in these health systems. It doesn't matter if it is a safety net hospital that we're working with, or, or a fully fledged, more fee for service institution. They're very well-meaning physicians that want to do good work and they've got 10 million things to do and we're there to listen and try and lighten the load. One of the great things that's actually coming out of this is that we're not just working with each hospital system individually. We're actually developing forums where they can come together every quarter and they talk to each other about this is what I've tested maybe it didn't work. You might want to learn from that before you repeat the expensive process again. So we're truly trying to be efficient with our investments by having the different systems talk to each other first. So again, we don't spend our time, valuable money, and most importantly, the community's time and their health testing out something that's not going to work. So there are great inventions out there, but we all know that in reality, not all of them are going to pan out. So we want to be efficient with our resources and if we have the different health systems talk to each other first before we test things out, it means we've actually de-risked them further. And we're lucky enough to also be partnered with Sheba Medical Center in Israel, who has already clinically de-risked some of these solutions that we're looking to invest in, which just speeds up the process of getting those inventions you're talking about to actually be working in the real world quicker. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, the Sheba Medical Center in Israel, which I, I know from U.S. News and World Report is ranked, I think, as one of the 10 great medical centers of the world, has been a global testing ground for um, a multiple digital health and, and uh, medical device wearables and uh, health technologies. Uh, they're almost like you could say in the clinical setting, sort of your phase one, phase two, sort of like examination of these vast range of technologies, you know, working on a, a large, a large population. And then you have the advantage of, of sort of like taking some of those inventions and now bringing them to the front lines of care where they're needed. Now, now you're, you're in Chicago, 
Chicago, and you obviously have studied the communities, you're working with the communities. It sounds like at this point you have some really key partners working with you on the ground in Chicago. Could, could you share some of those and, and, and how that, that's working for you and Chicago Arc? And most importantly, people in Chicago who, who need help have to have your back. We'll have to have you back on the program. You're locked in. Yep, happy to. So I mentioned that we already have some partnerships in place. We were very happy to sign a partnership with Sinai, uh, which is a safety net institution in, in Chicago. We're also working with the University of Chicago and having talks with Northwestern. And there are various other institutions that we're anticipating will actually be signed up in the next uh, 30 days, but I can't speak to them yet. But those are the key ones that we're actually in the process of there is a, there's going to be a lot more going on by the end of the year. You know, we're very excited to take the learnings that we've got from the health systems. And also, I don't want, um, apart from the health systems, I, I always mention the community being so important. There are a number of collaboratives, Southside Collaborative and others in Chicago, in and around Chicago and, and across Illinois that are doing great work. And I kind of want to emphasize that we're not here to recreate the wheel. You don't need another group that say they're going to talk to the community and, and, and over question them. That has already been done. We're actually here to try and be the execution arm of the people who know better. Like I'm always very well aware that most of the time when I walk into the room, I'm not the smartest. And we are so lucky to be working with those collaboratives that already have the insights. They're saying, hey, if you are going to invest in technology, we've already checked. This is the one that this is the kind of thing we need to, need to look for. So in addition to the health systems, it's also the collaboratives that they belong to, that the community groups are involved with. I sense from your energy that there are um, there are some things already that you're particularly proud of, you're excited about. And um, you know, we've been talking about the idea about Chicago Arc, why it's so important, this, this sense that you are, it, it, it's sort of old and new. It's drawing from the knowledge and successes of, of a great medical system, Shiba Medical Center, and, and your innovation, your experience with some of the great incubators, accelerators, investment groups in the health area. So it's like a one plus one equals five. There's some things I sense that you're, you're particularly proud of. Can you share a few of those? Yeah, I, I, can, I can share the fact that I'm super proud to be working with the institutions in Chicago. Like when we have gone to Israel and, and other cities in the globe to look for technology, they are shocked to hear that Chicago has the third largest healthcare market. And often it is a place which is overlooked when there's companies coming from the outside wanting to come and invest their time and technology. So I'm super proud that part of our role is actually elevating the great areas in Chicago and the Midwest that could actually would love to partner with people from outside. But then with regards to uh, groups that I'm particularly um, excited about one of the things that we want to do and i've mentioned it is be sustainable and that means sustainable for the people we serve too so when we go out and we look for companies we are very keen to understand hey from an employment base as you grow who is it that you anticipate is actually going to be working for you so one of the startups that we've had the pleasure of getting to know recently is lynn health and they work in the air of sort of behavioral health support one of the things that is unique about Lynn is as we were talking to them about sort of matching them up with a health system and the needs in Chicago was around how they need to employ counselors on the back end to make this whole system work. And one of the things we talked to them about was the fact that they could actually employ the people in Bronzeville on the south and west side of Chicago to be the counselors for their company. So the great thing for us is that we can see that they're going to get 
better healthcare by working with men. And then at the same time, there's the economic development piece where there's also job creation. So we're very keen to see that sort of the funds from Chicago Arc are going to invest in companies that are good for people's health and then also going to be good for people's long-term wealth as well. That is exciting. You have a lot to be proud of. You know, you're you're fast moving. You, you know, you've you've really put your foot down on the gas pedal of Chicago Arc. You're building alliances. You're speaking with people who want to invest in this as a fund um, that really deals with the sustainability of a community um, and and of a, of a medical system that, as you mentioned, is the third largest in the nation. And if we have the the pleasure of getting back six months. Um, uh, Kate, do, do you care to sort of prophesize of some of the things, obviously protecting names and so forth, but share with us a vision of the future. Get inside your TARDIS and, uh, and, and pop out six months from now. What will we be hearing from you? So six months from now, I would love to be able to tell you 10 names of health systems that we've signed up, those in Chicago, those across Illinois, because there's actually inequities in rural healthcare, and we want to make sure that we're serving them too. So you'll be hearing about that. You'll be hearing about the first close of the fund. You'll be hearing about the first investments in some of the companies that we're bringing in. And perhaps most importantly, you're going to hear about those 10 systems coming together and talking about things that they can do together to be efficient. There are so many solutions that can be implemented much better when people are working together than people making their own individual mistakes. So that's what I would love to be telling everybody in six months. I am going to be looking forward to that conversation in six months. And, and also, I have to say that I would hope that most funds that are in our area would recognize that these monies are raised today by often, often uh, both companies and academic institutions, endowment funds that recognize that they have a societal responsibility. Uh, Dr. Kate Merton, I wanna thank you for being on the program today. I wanna to thank Greg, as always, for being the uh, steady hand on the tiller of the show as executive producer and co-host. I, I think there's a lot for us to unpack from today's conversation. A, um, an, an incubator, an accelerator, an equity group with a heart and a conscience that understands its responsibility to community, that understands the potential impact that it can have on um, many zip codes that have diverse needs, that has taken your expertise, that has taken the foundational understanding of an institution that has inspired you to jump off to Chicago and Chicago Arc. I wish you continued great success. On the behalf of Health Unabashed and Healthcare Radio Now, I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's broadcast. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in and our special guest, Dr. Kate Merton, Executive Director of the Health Equity Collaborative Chicago Arc. Do follow Kate's work at Chicago Arc via www.chicagoarc.health and on Twitter via at Catherine Merton. We are weekdays at 10.30 a.m., 6.30 p.m., and 2.30 a.m. Eastern, or 7.30 a.m., 3.30 p.m., and 11.30 p.m. Pacific. Do keep the conversation going with Gil and me on Twitter by connecting with us via at Gil underscore Bash, and that's B-A-S-H-E, and Greg Masters, M-P-H. And that's Greg with two Gs, and do remember to tag your tweets with hashtag HealthUnabashed. Until next time, stay unapologetically passionate about improving health.